This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, if you were waiting for a global pandemic to finally get into Kwanzaa, this is your year. We make plans and affirmations. We pay black women, uncover another racist bill and throw a bunch of men in the pit because why the fuck not? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's sunny outside. It's afternoon. No, it's not. It's not sunny. Oh, well, I don't have any sunlight. I'm looking oh, at sun through the computer, oh. through to your room. That is it's sunlight. A, it's a cloudy ass day out there. It, that is the most the sunlight that I'm getting through looking at this computer screen <laughs> through whatever your office. That is all the sunlight that I'm going to probably take in today. I was like, what? Sunlight? I live in yeah, a, nah. a dark my apartment is dark as heck so um, many but anyway my point was mm-hmm. we're not recording at nighttime or yeah, at such early in the morning where it's dark we're yes. awake we're spry we're yes. ready we're here and yeah, um, yeah yo that's what we're doing yeah that is true welcome, welcome to, to tea with, with queen and jay we, we are two womanist race, race nerds talking shit over tea, tea dismantling white, white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and, and this, this is tea with queen and jay, and jay. did i feel good it did feel good yes it did i felt good right if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag T with QJ. We love when you use that on all of the social meds. We also like when you use the hashtag pod in, and that just allows other people on that hashtag find T with Queen and J. Speaking of social meds, you should be following us on them. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Make sure you follow us there. We are also on Facebook and the Tumblers. Just search for T with Queen and J and hit that follow button we love when you hit our inbox that's a special place that we like for you to hit <laughs> you can send us mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com to send us questions comments silly things serious things and no things about Tariq nasheed oh my god <laughs> whoa that was a lot last I mean, week i might need a minute that was a I lot mean, i might need a minute it oh. was a lot and i had i had forgotten about oh, it my bad now... girl my bad Woo, chile okay Every week, we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black-ass, black joy. These are our shout-outs. These are our cheers. This is our toast. This is our pour one out for the homies. This is all of that feel-good shit. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? So I am pouring libations to all the small businesses that are dealing with the USPS being underfunded. So like packages aren't being sent where they need to be. They're sitting in the post office because they have to limit the amount of people who are working. Mm -hmm. I heard that in Baltimore, one of their postal offices, they're not even giving out mail because there was like a few um, employees with COVID. Like there's just so much stuff because of the underfunding of the USPS. So I wanted to shout out postal workers, one. And then also libations to small businesses who have to deal with that. They can't really recoup the cost of lost packages and da-da-da-da and all Mm. of this shit that like an Amazon probably can. Um, So I know it's been like a really rough holiday season for every small business who has like an online shipping kind of thing. So I just wanted to pull libations and let you know that we see you and we understand and we know the struggle is real. Mm -hmm. 
because it's real. Like I've had packages from like bigger businesses and they'll just send me another one. But I know that's yeah. not something that every small business can do. So like mm-hmm. I just wanted to pour libations because I know it has been a time. Um, and yeah. I also want to extend that libation to all delivery people. So that's package delivery people and food delivery people throughout this whole fucking quarantine pandemic shit. You have helped us keep our lives as normal as we used to know it as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just wanted to pull our patience for y'all. Y'all been real ones for us since bus before the pandemic because you allowed us right. convenience. But mm-hmm. these past eight months, I just wanted to make sure before the year was over that we say again, libations to all you delivery folks and all you food delivery, all you package That's delivery right. folks and all you food delivery folks. That's right. And then while we're here, it's just a reminder to make sure that you are tipping. So if you're somebody who yes. is ordering delivery, make sure that you are um, tipping those who are bringing delivery or yeah. else maybe just go get it yourself. And I know that if you're someone who relies on delivery and you also cannot tip, Of course, we understand that. We know that there are people who that's, you know, the intersection that they're at. Mm -hmm. So I'm speaking to people who seek delivery, can afford to tip. Please make sure that you are doing that. Or if you cannot afford to tip, but you are able-bodied, please go and pick up your own shit. Because it's, it's, um, you know, it's a large burden if you're not going to be um, showing your gratitude to those who are like in the streets during Risking their lives. During the pandemic, so, yeah. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And not just risking their lives, but, like, these are also people who perhaps are, like, not at home helping their kids with with, with online school at home schooling or whatever. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, like, a lot of resources are taken away when you take somebody out of their home. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's, to what you said, it is a large burden. So we just want to make sure that we're being supportive of one another as a community in all the ways that we can. And so please make sure you're tipping your um delivery people and people who are making your quarantine easier for yeah. you yeah and have grace for these smaller businesses who can't afford just right. to send you another thing they're not mm-hmm. walmart they can't just be like oh your package was lost and send you the thing again like that's right. not the financial space that they're in and the stuff might take longer and the same number that we call for usps with packages is the same number that the businesses call so like mm-hmm. it's 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 not that there's and i'm most of all going to talk about for black businesses. They're not like just being lazy or not. It's not a bad business and all of that stuff that we like to talk to stuff. We are in a pandemic. We are in a crisis. Nothing is what we associated with normal before, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. just want to throw that out there. Facts. Facts, yeah. facts, facts. What are you pouring libations for, Jay? So I am pouring libations for this person on Twitter. I was on Twitter as I always am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm always there. She's a Twitter me. phantom. She's a Twitter phantom. <laughs> she don't say shit, but she be on there. She yeah, saw what I you said. A lot. She saw right. what you said. I definitely saw what you said. I don't tweet a lot, but I'm there. I'm reading tweets. I'm laughing at things. I'm liking things. I'm occasionally retweeting things. I also don't really use my Twitter for. Uh, think piecing Mm -hmm. so that's not really i'm very i use it for silliness i'm there for Mm -hmm. i'm there to be silly i'm there to ingest silly that's yeah you don't process thoughts on twitter you're just like yeah that's not yeah right right that's not something that i really enjoy so it's funny because i see people because if you don't know what i do here then twitter is not going to tell you like you're just not gonna (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna know that i have anything serious or relevant to say 
okay but i'm on twitter but anyway i was on twitter where i be and this uh young woman pronoun she they this young person posted uh her tweet was was kind of bored so i built a smart mirror smiley mm-hmm. face and her twitter handle is data mosher and that's d-a-t-a-m and then the number zero s-h the uh, number three and then r but anyway, she built a whole ass smart mirror and it tells like the weather mm-hmm. it has on the bottom of it. It said, you look cute. It said, wow, you look hot. <laughs> it's, uh, whatever album she was playing was on there, mm-hmm. but it was super cute. And then I went through the thread, which is also something I do since I live there. You on do. Twitter. Yeah. I went through the thread and it was so many different young black people posting their own smart mirrors. Like, uh-huh. oh, I made one four years ago. Oh, I made this thing. Or, oh, it was just really cute to see people. So apparently anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. And by anyone, I, I don't know that Janicia can also do this because I'm not particularly <laughs> like tech savvy or uh-huh. inclined. Mm-hmm. But the code is available if you are like a DIY ass nigga and you can figure out code and shit like that. Um, it's a public code that she used. Wait, I have it in here. Mm-hmm. It is magicmirror.builders. And it's the open source modular smart mirror platform. So you can make your own smart mirror. I think you need like some supplies and shit. Yeah, I think you need some supplies. Yeah, but you can fucking do it. But I just enjoyed watching black people bond over doing this thing that I would never consider doing. Uh-huh. And just seeing that oh, this is not like that uncommon that so many other adorable black people have made their own oh, fucking smart, smart mirror. mirror. And that just, it just warmed up my heart and spirit to see people doing stuff and to see people bonding over doing something now that I thought was super wanna cute. want to make a smart mirror. Why did you do because you're gonna make one and you could like make it with your own cute little frame and shit you're gonna make one it's gonna be in your office yeah yeah. it's adorable i love it i want to see more smart mirrors in comic books you know they're gonna show up now i think i'm gonna end up making a smart mirror in 2021 yeah Yeah. and and by 2021 within the next three months i see it totally <laughs> You're gonna make a smart mirror. I already knew this before I even put it in here. I would like to have one. So if somebody wants to make a smart mirror for me and um send it to Tea with Queen and JR PO box is oh in the show notes. No, man. But, hey, I wanna I wanna Google supplies now, but we have to do this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing a podcast. Hold your horses. Okay. Chill your caboose. Oh, but yeah, man. It just warmed my fucking heart, yo. Like I it just feels good. I just like seeing happy black people. Yeah, I know totally. we're fucking smart, so this wasn't like a oh my gosh. Yeah, but we could do now. Smart. You know that. Yeah, yeah, I know we could do cool shit. I like that a nigga told me, look, I did this cool thing, and then mad other black people was like, yeah, oh, me too. I don't have one. Oh, look <laughs> so at mine. Cute. Here's mine. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. oh. Well, but heart. that shows you I how there's like it. community in almost everything. That's yes. that's why we we try to say over and over on this show like that whole like special the only the whatever mm-hmm. you can find community. It may not be physical Absolutely. community because the way the population works in the United States or well in the world <laughs> the whites are the the, the minority. But mm-hmm. in the United States, but you right. can find community. There's somebody Absolutely. who some other black person who's into the shit that you're into. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that just fucking delighted my fucking soul. <laughs> I was like, "This is this is feel good Twitter." That's also why I be on Twitter for feel good Twitter. Yeah, yo. she's like, "I need some wholesome, <laughs> mm. delicious." Shoot it, 
in my There's not enough family name. television anymore, so Jay gets it. There's via not. <laughs> There's not, man. Twitter. Shoot this wholesome, feel good Twitter into my bloodstream. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that was great. So thank you, Dada Masher. We appreciate you pouring libations for you. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to pour libations for Erica. Erica is a listener who sent me a latte foamer off. Ooh. Off my Amazon wish list. Yes. Nice. It's nice. a little wand that you could put in your, um, in whatever milk you use. Non-dairy yeah, then, milk is what I typically use. And, and it'll it makes... make it into a foam. <clears throat> so I'm super excited about that. I know you are. Thank I just you pictured so you doing it a lot. Ooh, like it. making coffee just to use that. Like not even like I'm going to move oh, yeah. coffee. Of course. Like, of course. Yeah. I haven't used it yet. I'm super excited. I want to make sure I do everything right and read the manual. I know she's going to do back. all the research and. Mm-hmm. get techniques and all of this shit find the best the best the best non-dairy milk to froth <laughs> best soy free non-dairy this guy at my job used to have one this white dude had one he's like yeah you could totally use it i was like you think i'm gonna use your... the that you put in what? your coffee cup i don't know my for brother your, has for your dairy for your whole milk <laughs> you my, think brother, I am? my brother's bad bougie fake bougie he has like mm-hmm. a mechanical one whatever mm-hmm. so we were at my mom's house for the um the turkey day Mm-hmm. white people's thing for the yeah. for that day he mm-hmm. brought it with him to my mom's house and i'm like what and he's like i bring it everywhere i can't <laughs> can't throw it together without this I'm like what the fuck okay <laughs> i can't drink it i can't drink coffee without it <laughs> oh my gosh all right okay that is funny all right. oh, the same boy who wanted me to show him how to do his do rag okay all right <laughs> okay okay <laughs> oh my brother's so hot Anyway, <laughs> so yes, thank you so much, Erica, and thank you for your lovely note. I had a fantastic birthday. I really appreciate you. And I wanted to um, pour libations for Brianna, Deborah, Stephanie, and the homie Catherine. They all hit me up on um, Cash App or Venmo. That is lovely. Love that I in turn used for rent. So thank you so much. Times are real, and I appreciate you. Times is so times is real. Okay. Times are so fucking real. <laughs> they're so real. Yeah. They are so real, they man. This that's why I be real. on Twitter shooting up fucking delight Twitter into my <laughs> veins, man. I need more black delight. Because times are so real. And people be assuming that times are not that real for me because I generally am a happy person. Um, but no, man. Times are fucking real, yo. Niggas are dying. Anyway. <laughs> literally. Like literally dying. They're dead. No, this is not supposed to be funny, but I just heard of someone that I know who died before we started recording. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, niggas, it's very... It's niggas dying. are dying, so yo. Just, my high school has a curse, though, but oh, niggas... Man, I'm sorry. You know my high school has a curse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't that close, so it's not like a... You don't mm-hmm. got it. I know you're empathetic. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't right, have right. To. But you know what? The good thing about your high school, they didn't die in high school, right? So that was different, maybe, from some of the schools. Some um, people did. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. Okay. Well, not in the building. Not in the building. We had a teacher die in a building, though. Oh, so. all right. Wasn't because of violence. Just putting that out there, folks. But we did okay. have a teacher die. Good to know. My high school's cursed, though. Oh, right. So, um, yeah. So, shit is real. So, it's nice to have um, Delight 
and love yeah. and joy in um, places like where you can have them, where you can find them. So before we tell you how you can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, you know, we run on your support. Before we tell you how you can do that, we are still in a very clear fight for black liberation, the end of police brutality. And as a people, we're still trying to secure liberation for all people. So in our show notes, in the show notes of this podcast and most other episodes, you will find a link to a list of bailout funds, petition lists, and other ways that you can support activists and protesters on the ground. The list includes a kind of like a, it's kind of a state by state directory of what's going on. So you can see what's happening in your area. You can see what organizations are actually doing proactive shit. We know that Black Lives Matter is in a lot of our minds, but also a lot of us forget. And by us, I mean, not us. I mean, white people, a lot of white people forget because it's no longer on their actual timeline. Yeah. And we still expect you niggas to it's act not trending. as... It's not trending right now. It's not trending right now. Not yeah, trending. we still expect you all to act as invested in the humanity of black folks as you did back in June and July and whatever the fuck, right? So mm-hmm. anyway, check out that link if you're not currently active and if you want to see ways in which you can be more proactive within the movement. There's also a link there about NSARS, which is taking place in Nigeria. There's information on what that is and how you can support from where you are yep once you have done that there are a few ways that you can support t with queen and j podcast this podcast runs on your support we are independently operated funded somebody asked me last year they were like oh so are you still with loudspeakers i was like what when will we ever when will we ever you know me I remember someone you, was like, ever I want to listen to my podcast. I remember someone was like, I want to steal you from your network. I'm like, what are you talking what, what, about? Do you even do, do you listen to us? What are you talking about? Every week we talk about how we buy ourselves. Two people. That's why mm-hmm. two is such a theme on the show. Cause all the time. Yeah. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny and that's us. not that wasn't like a diss to loudspeakers or anybody. We have like, you know, they supported us in a lot of different ways. But, but do y'all really we've know we've never us? been are we in a relationship with folks that don't know us network you know like you ever break up with someone and you're like did they ever really know me (laughs) do you guys know us strange anyway so we rely on your support queen can you tell folks how they can support tea with queen and j podcast sure can so you can go to our website tbqueenandj.com slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want. There is no commitment there. And then our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. We're all about options. You could decide. You could put a million. You could make it a million. Or you can make it a dollar, okay? That's up to you. Um, we like to give options when it comes to that. We also appreciate non-monetary support. And you can do that by liking this podcast, sharing this podcast on social media. Those things are helpful. Telling a friend about this podcast, rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you listen to podcasts. All of those things are ways that you can help Tea with Queen and Jay grow. And we appreciate all of those ways. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, black hair, 
or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast before. Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your email at teawithqueenandj at gmail.com. Um, Queen, can you tell us who our donation libations go to this week? So we got a PayPal donation from Alex of thealexanderhardy.com. And Alex says, thank you for making this whole ass world better. This world is, this is a pussy ass hoe. I be trying to sound like I'm from Miami, but I can't really do it like, like the Miami girls. And then we got some new patrons. Um, thank you to Vicky, Halima, Chanel, Angelique and Loren. Thank y'all for covering patrons. Thank you. Uh, when I read that, I read it as Loren, which I really like. I just want to put L's in front of every stereotypically <laughs> white name. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It excites me. You know, <laughs> it, it excites me. So I like that. Also, we are doing a bonus episode this week mm-hmm. so look out for that if you for are the patreon, patrons that's right if you're a patreon subscriber it will be on our patreon account we have other bonus episodes there if you have not yet signed up to patreon or if you're a patron who has not checked out our bonus episodes they are there for you so yeah. thank you to everybody who subscribes to us on patreon we appreciate you all right so we did all of that stuff let's you know get into the show What kind of tea are you drinking, Jay? Um, I'm drinking an apple cider vinegar tea, mm. and it's basically somebody's cleansing their body and shit. Yeah, I've been doing it because I had really bad gas. I mean, it's mm. something that I have seasons of where I just do this, and that's like a part of my morning routine. But I mm-hmm. had broken out of it for a long time. But I was like having really bad gas, and so I have been yeah. So anyway, so I'm back on my bullshit, and so you're just farting is... up your apartment now. Does it make you fart or burp? Oh, am I farting up in my apartment? Yeah, I'm, I'm always farting in here, but it, it had gotten to be painful. Oh, <laughs> it got oh. to be. Yeah, it was like intense. I had like a gas bubble gas. last night. Yeah. Yeah, it had gotten to be like that. So I was like, let me just do this for just general maintenance. Since I'm grown now and will smack your face, it's important to stay on top of those. I might of have things. to start. I had a gas bubble like on my uterus. Like, I'm just going to sit oh right here. That's where they be. Yeah. here. Yes, they be like, "Oh, I heard you have fibroids in here. What they doing? <laughs> what What's they doing? out? Yeah. yeah, they social distancing. So, honey, I put honey. Okay. I put um, what else do I put in there? I put apple cider vinegar, like a splash of apple cider vinegar. Like, yeah, it's actual, not like she didn't I, boil you a whole mug of apple yeah, cider no, vinegar. no, no, no. I put a splash enough in the cup to where okay, it's there in the cup. I can see it. You know, yeah, you should dilute that anyways. I've heard. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, honey, apple cider vinegar garlic you can use fresh garlic if you feel like it or chop it up or uh, right now i'm using powdered garlic because that's what i have it's like grated garlic garlic or whatever that and some cayenne because i don't like i'm caribbean if you're gonna do it put fucking no, just, don't not i feel like all black people that. put cayenne and everything no like, i said that because i was at this man's house who was making not my current back when I was hanging out with Fitness Bay? Fitness Bay made himself this concoction. He was sick. He put all the things in there: ginger, this and that, garlic, onion, blah blah blah. No spice. I was like, but you know, that's what to, that's what like like the whole so point. all of those things like they jumped the virus 
And then mm-hmm. the, the spicy thing comes and like, finish him. Like, that's why yes. you have that yes. I was like, you're not about oh, to like, put no peppers in there? You're not, what is the, what's the point of the all this point. thing you're doing? Yeah, what are you doing? So anyway. Yeah, that's the yeah, maybe, So maybe it was just him. Maybe it was just him. Maybe it's not a Caribbean thing. Yeah, they, but, were, they were strange. <laughs> they were. You're right. <laughs> they were. They were strange. Nice man, but strange. Yeah, because yeah. my um, old roommate, black American, like her family. Mm-hmm. She played Kanye and that yeah, was one put pepper yeah, in so that like, shit, yo. Yeah, you know. So anyway, Cayenne, of course, not a whole lot. I'm not like I'm, I don't be She's on not my making a like soup. that. <laughs> yeah, I just put it in there to meet, meet the quota. Okay, <laughs> I put it in there. It's in there, and then um, a little bit of water. I don't. Sometimes I get to where I get sick of the taste, so I'll use less water so I can just get out the get it out the way and do yeah. like a shot of it. But always mm-hmm. water. Never drink that shit straight up. It burns your throat. It's unfucking necessary. Burning your throat doesn't make it any more fucking healthy. It doesn't. I so, used to take shots. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. We didn't know any better. It doesn't right. make sense. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't so, yeah. Put water in it. I, of course, I don't know if I told you all, but I have a Keurig. So, <laughs> I put the, uh, <laughs> I, I give my Keurig a rinse out. Um, so, I like flush it. I run it with just water. And then the next one, I'll use that hot water for my concoction or whatever. Or you could just boil some water and pour it over. It's fine. But Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to talk about your Keurig. I don't know if I told you, you fancy. the kind of fancy life I'm living in fancy. right now. I've, I've got a vacuum cleaner. I've got a Keurig. You know, I had to go to Target to see how much they was charging for the Keurig. And I was like, oh, I seem to have secured I might, a deal. I might buy my bae a Keurig for Kwanzaa. Okay. Is he a coffee person? He is a coffee person. Like, okay. He got to have his coffee and in in some weed in the morning or it's like, right. hell. Mm-hmm. Not really to me, but like that's how he mm-hmm. described it. And I don't want to see that. So, yeah. I get it. I get it. I, I love my Keurig, yo. Yeah. Fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the kind of tea I'm drinking. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking green tea. Green tea. Just regular ass mm-hmm. green tea. No recipes or elixirs like Jay. She always has some special concoction. One day she's going to make something and then like fucking grow wings while we record or some shit. <laughs> Cause that's the type one of can only hope. <laughs> one can only hope, yo. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, what are okay. your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them, and I am not a lady. Um, by like at all, I'm not ladies or like anything, any of that. Not in person, not an email. Just not a lady, Queen. What are your pronouns? She, her, and um, what are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I. Affirm for myself this week. I'm affirming that my rent is paid. Yeah, yes. I affirm a long life of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. Again, once again, my apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. Mm-hmm. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm that my apartment is clean and organized. I affirm productive therapy, healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor. Have a good few weeks. <laughs> and I affirm uh, trauma-free living. I affirm around-the-clock home health care service for my grandmother. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. All of them, yo. All the fucking people. Queen, what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I'm a bad bitch. I always affirm that I am enough. I'll be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. 
I also affirm that I am well rested. My hair and fashions are popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I will always and forever stunt on these hoes. Yo, even in quarantine, I just feel like I've just been stunting. Like, this year has been... It's, it's, I've, I've learned a lot from this year. It's been a, it's been nice. a dope year. Um, and not dopeness in a way that people generally think dopeness is. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's been Does cool. Does that even exist anymore? Remember dopeness? Does that even exist in the way we knew it? Dopeness always exists. It does, but it's not going to be what it was. Because I think a lot of the dopeness is about other people seeing it. And mm. we in the house. So how are people going right. to see it? But I still feel right. like mad dope. Like, that didn't have to be like... Right. Ah. She's doing a shoulder shimmy. Y'all know, know what that means, though. <laughs> if you know AAVE, you know what. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. You know what that means. Back to my affirmations. I will say yes only to the activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well being. I will courageously protect my happiness. Um, and I also affirm and continue safe and healthy. I don't know if we're reopening in New York City because our numbers are going up, but I just affirm a healthy whatever it is that we're doing, open, closing. Yeah. I affirm, oh my God, I affirm safe and healthy transition as we go into this vaccine phase yeah. of this because I know there's a lot of anxiety around that. So I do right. affirm um, safety and healthiness when it comes to this transition into the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And... I also affirm that this year, we only got a few weeks of it left, but this mm-hmm. year will still be fruitful. This still this year will still be abundant. 2020 will still bring you abundance because you fucking deserve that shit. Mm-hmm. Abundance for every fucking one. So That's yeah, right. those are my affirmations. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. As you mentioned... We're heading towards the end of the year. We are in the middle of America's holiday season, and it is our first and hopefully our last one. Our first meaning us as living people in this era. Our first holiday season in a global pandemic. Hopefully, it'll be our last one in a global pandemic. I am over it. I don't think so. You don't think this will be our last holiday season in a global pandemic? No. Explain yourself. I think that we've took taken way too long to do a lot of the things, and mm-hmm. the U.S. particularly, to mm-hmm. like make it so that we can fully, I guess, fully gather and do the things that we usually used to do during the holidays, and not just Christmas and Kwanzaa, but like people for Eid, people for Passover. Like I don't think right. that it's no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So you think this time this year next year we're about to we're gonna be doing this the same? I don't think exactly the same, but it's I don't think it's gonna be hugely different. Like I mm-hmm. like we're a whole nine months behind, even mm-hmm. doing the right things for this of because of the administration right. that we've had. So I, I don't mean to um, be pessimistic. This want to be realistic, but I don't I don't think so. Okay. All right. I disagree, but I feel you. I, and I understand where you're coming from. So hopefully this will be the last one. Here at Tea with Queen and Jay, we love fucking Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. We love Kwanzaa. 
we love fucking Kwanzaa. If you are a long time listener of Tea with Queen and Jay, then you know we make some mention of Kwanzaa every year. Some some years we go into a full extensive Kwanzaa discussion. Other be, times y'all we just be mention it. Cause y'all be wilding. Y'all be wild. Y'all do. Y'all be wild. Y'all do. Y'all do. So we be having a like, who you finna yeah. try? Not Kwanzaa. Yeah, no, you're right. Not Kwanzaa, yo. We fuck with Kwanzaa, not Karenga. We fuck with Kwanzaa. Yeah, fuck very heavy. We fuck with the seven principles. Very heavy. Again, if you listen to this podcast, if you know the seven principles, you know that that's like how we rock all year round. Mm-hmm. The Kwanzaa principles are a big foundation of like what we do here and how we conduct ourselves just in life and in general. So we love fucking Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. So we got a letter asking us about Kwanzaa. For anybody who doesn't know, we actually talk about Kwanzaa. Uh, again, like I said, every year at some point we talk about Kwanzaa. The two years ago we did an episode, episode 187, towards the night before Kwanzaa. I didn't re-listen to it, but um, it says that we talked about it. So I believe we go through the principles and talk about Kwanzaa shit. So if you're curious, if you want to learn more about Kwanzaa, if you want to learn more about how we feel about Kwanzaa, check out that episode because we get into it there. But Kwanzaa, like we said, we love Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is not a replacement for any other holiday. So if you're black and you have not celebrated Kwanzaa before and it's something that you're curious about, if you want to add Kwanzaa to your holiday schedule, whatever holidays you already acknowledge and celebrate, you can add Kwanzaa to that shit. If you're somebody who doesn't acknowledge or celebrate any holidays to this time, you can add Kwanzaa to that shit. If you don't fuck with Kwanzaa. So why am I talking to you guys? Yeah, I don't want to talk to you guys. But uh, but yeah, so it's it's one of those holidays. It's not a religious one, so Kwanzaa is open to all, unless for whatever reason you Kwanzaa is not Kwanzaa is not Christmas. Celebrate. I just have Kwanzaa. to say that Kwanzaa is it's not, not Christmas. Christmas. Don't Stop Christmas trying to make it Kwanzaa. Christmas. It don't want to yeah. be Christmas. Stop. It's not. Please. Doesn't want to be. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. But I mm-hmm. fucking love Kwanzaa. I love that it's fucking seven days. I love that it happens. Honestly, even though I'm not a big like Christmas person, I love that it happens during those days between um, Christmas and between New Year's because people are off from work. The yeah. energy is different. The mm-hmm. vibes are different. different. I fucking love Kwanzaa. Y'all don't even know. You don't even know how much I love Kwanzaa. <laughs> I fucking love it. So anyway, somebody sent us a letter about Kwanzaa and... Let's get into it because this Kwanzaa is going to be different than any other Kwanzaa that I ever fucking celebrated. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Pandemi. All right. So this letter is from Jamie and Jamie says, subject is Kwanzaa. Jamie says, hi, Queen and Jay. I hope you are both doing well and staying sane during quarantine. As the holidays approach, one thing that has been on my mind this year is Kwanzaa. As I continue to grow in my blackness, I want to continue to explore black and pan-African holidays. This year was my first time celebrating Juneteenth with you all virtually, and I had an amazing time. My question is, do either of you celebrate Kwanzaa? If so, how do you celebrate it and what does it mean to you? As a kid growing up, our Kwanzaa activities included my mother reading to me a book about Kwanzaa and lighting candles. I know having group activities is not possible this year, but I wanted to know if your family does events for Kwanzaa and get ideas for the future. Any advice or input would be appreciated. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for sending this letter. Thanks for trusting us with this question. Mm -hmm. And cheers to you, as you said, as you continue to grow in your blackness cheers to you and whatever your intersections or experiences are um, are in that journey yo 
Queen, what are your thoughts on this? For me, Kwanzaa, generally my family, we do get together for Kwanzaa mm-hmm. on New Year's Day. And mm-hmm. the whole family's together, and we only really buy gifts for the kids because Kwanzaa is supposed to be about like making things and like stuff like that. But we do acknowledge that kids don't want nothing that we make. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be for real. You know what I'm saying? That's um, funny. So we do like in my family, we do like a um, we pick a kid and you everyone buys because there's a lot of people in my family. So there's mm-hmm. to buy gifts for every child would make everyone broke. So right. we like pick a child, we buy them a gift and stuff like that. We cook. And for me, I really enjoy it because I'm a very New Year's person. I like to start the New Year's in like a great, loving, new space. So that's why I like mm-hmm. that the last day of Kwanzaa is on New Year's Day. The thing, though, was that this year my mother was going to change it and was like, maybe we should do it the 26th, the first day, because it was mm-hmm. really hard for people to like get off work and this and that for New yeah. Year's Day. That's kind of still like a regular day for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Whereas the 26th, they're probably off work and shit like that. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do for Kwanzaa. I know that for me and my cat, like I don't, I'm doing a photo shoot. Me and me and mm-hmm. Zena like doing a Kwanzaa shoot and shit like That's that. Adorable. I'm gonna have decorations in the house. Like I'm gonna do all the. I don't do festive stuff in my house at all. That stuff mm-hmm. happens always in my mom's house. So I'm just gonna just do that shit for myself. But that. Wait. So you you why don't you so because she's moving it potentially to the 26th. You don't want to do it. No, we're probably not going to do it because of the amount. Like, my whole family comes together for Kwanzaa. Mm -hmm. And although we did still kind of, we had an abbreviated version of Indigenous People Day. So it was way Mm -hmm. less of my family. It was only, like, immediate siblings. And then not Mm -hmm. even all of my siblings, because you don't have a lot of siblings. So not even all of us were there either. And it was really casual. Like, oh, my mother realized, oh, my kids are coming. I guess I'll cook something. It wasn't like an Mm -hmm. intentional, a thing with intention, like less, you know, whatever. Right, right. And y'all have been tested and all that stuff. Yeah. So it Mm -hmm. seems up in the air right now. Like no one, we would have already known what the Kwanzaa plans were. Right. We don't know. It's up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if me and my family are doing something. But for me, I wanted to do something with me and my cat. I could still make plans for myself. So I didn't want to wait to see what my family was doing. So like, let me see mm-hmm. what I could do for myself. So I did buy some stuff. Plaza decorations. I'm doing a different kind of Canara. I'm not doing... I didn't buy like a wooden one. I'm, I have like colored candles instead. Cute. Um, you know, shit like that. But I'm... Just been planning to like just make my house feel like Kwanzaa mm-hmm. and shit like that. And then it's up in the air if I'm actually going to do anything and gather with my family or not this year. My family, we do not like Zoom gatherings. Like, okay. That's not a thing. We did it like once and it was like, boo. Like, we never did it again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that that's not the plan. So I don't know. We may gather last minute again. That's the thing though, too. I, my nephew and my niece, they both have December birthdays. So we're already getting mm-hmm. together for a, like a little birthday party for them this week. And my mom's like, I don't want y'all traveling twice mm-hmm. to come here. Like y'all got right. tested so we can do whatever day. And that's one thing I do appreciate. All of my siblings, all of us are taking um, quarantine very serious, yeah. like staying away. Um, I do have two sisters who are nurses. So they're tested regularly, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my mother's like, I don't want y'all like traveling as much my mother doesn't live mm-hmm. in the five boroughs 
So I'm thinking we're not going to do anything as a family, which is kind of a bummer because Kwanzaa is like a thing. Like when I was a kid, we used to go to Kwanzaa festivals Same. <laughs> and yep. like all of that type of shit. It Thank was like God this... for New York. Though. <laughs> <laughs> right? Seriously. Seriously. There was Kwanzaa festivals everywhere. Every Everybody was having a Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa festival. Where? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was like, which Kwanzaa festival to go to? Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. But yeah, those are my Kwanzaa plan. They're kind of, they're very in the air, but I'm making sure that I provide yeah. some kind of Kwanzaa feel for myself because that's important. I can provide that for myself. I don't always have to depend on my family, friends, and stuff for that space. Like I can light my candles, have some decorations. Mm-hmm. Kwanzaa isn't really a food holiday, but I could eat my food, drink my liquor. Yeah. Dance in the name of the seven principles, you know, mm-hmm. shit like that. But that's what my Kwanzaa's looking like so far. So far. Might change. Like tomorrow we might speak and I'll be like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'll do it. But for right mm-hmm. now, it just seems like it'll be me and Zena lighting candles. I'm trying to find a kufi. <laughs> mm. I'm trying to find a Kente Club kufi for my cat. <laughs> Oh, that would be so I'm trying cute. to find one, but I'm like, see, this is why you need a sewing machine, because I could have just made one, but. Yeah, because I feel like you have everything you need in that house. You just <laughs> need to put it together. You know, like, I feel like you have what you need to make. Zina I have some fabric. I have, yeah. But I don't have a sewing machine, and I'm not hand sewing that. That's like, something, mm-hmm. that's what I'm not doing. But you yeah. could probably get the shape and just, um staple f- or hot glue i feel like whatever. i could go to harlem and there'll be like a kid one <laughs> there will there will be at one of those shops mm-hmm. and then he's just gonna have to be annoyed with this mm-hmm. thing on his head at least for our picture oh God, i don't know but so fucking we're cute. doing a, a kwanzaa card like i love it that's that's what I, that's how i'm celebrating kwanzaa i'm like mm-hmm. doing a kwanzaa card and like i think i'm trying to make sure that i um Make connections with friends and family that I haven't formally. So, like, I call you guys all the time. I text you guys all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, these other, those other keepsakes that, like, our parents or grandparents used to do, like, sending letters right. and, like, shit like that we don't do anymore. So, I'm like, maybe mm-hmm. I'll just take it old school and just do some shit like that. So, that's, that's my so Kwanzaa thing. That's my Kwanzaa plan. What are your Kwanzaa mm-hmm. plans? So for Kwanzaa, typically my family, um, not every year, but some years we would get together and do dinner, mm-hmm. like maybe have dinner at my grandma's house. Other times we would do the candle stuff or whatever. I think that w- that happened more, I think, when we were younger, like mm-hmm. we'd get together and do the whole candle thing. Me and my niece built a Kanara one year when I had to, happened to be there uh-huh. visiting my sister. Um, so that was really fun and really cute. I think that's a fun activity, like that an arts is. and crafts activity yeah, that, that you could do with kids. If you're near kids or have kids in your life is actually building your Kanara, your own Kanara. Um, what else? So that's what I've done in the past. And for myself, going to Kwanzaa events, like yeah. us going to Kwanzaa Crawl or whatever, like yeah. I just really make it a time to... Oh, Kwanzaa Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Thank God, yo. Cheers to Kwanzaa Crawl people not holding fucking Kwanzaa Crawl. Because you know it's people who would have still went to they fucking Kwanzaa still Crawl. They would have still went. You know it. Because we've seen crawls still COVID happen. Crawl. COVID, COVID Crawl. We've seen COVID Crawls take place. Okay. <laughs> so cheers to Kwanzaa Crawl being like, we're not the ones. We're not mm-hmm. doing that shit. Yep. Cheers to y'all. What you're really not going to do is. 
Facts. But um, yeah, Kwanzaa crawl a little different little things. I really would just make my week just be about connecting with people and mm-hmm. doing different little like you know going to different little events and stuff like that and reassessing myself, my life, thinking about the principles and shit like that and mm-hmm. how those are a part of my everyday life or whatever this year what we have been doing as a family uh my parents are divorced i guess is what the kids say my parents are divorced they are so, divorced yeah they are they married different people you said they, it like, they are married to different people you like are is- you are absolutely right my point <laughs> is my point is that i always have to do stuff with my mother's side and my father's side right mm-hmm. so it's always a juggling of like doing what, when, with who, or whatever. So yeah. that kind of thing. So for um, birthdays, we've been doing Zoom calls for like like major birthdays, not everybody's birthday, but like for uh, our parents' birthdays, we did Zoom calls for Mother's Day, Father's Day, mm-hmm. Zoom calls. And they really liked that because I remember, <laughs> I think I told y'all before in real time, it was one Mother's Day when my mother was like, I don't want to see y'all. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we've tried this you niggas argue the best mother's day gift you could give me is to just so stay leave away me from alone me. leave me alone thank you so much i'm looking at your beautiful face now i don't want to see you again tomorrow so they have been enjoying the zoom calls mm-hmm. so we've been making sure that we do that and like setting the time aside to get together and do a zoom call we actually like them and for we did a big one for indigenous people's day mm-hmm. my mother's side we did a big one we had a cousin there who didn't know she had any family who just like met all of us so that was really cool but we really enjoy those large zoom calls and they're not huge but like you know 11 people on a call or whatever like Mm -hmm. that that to me is like a a big zoom call or whatever with family so those have been really nice to do and i would i would consider doing that for kwanzaa connecting Mm -hmm. and catching up and really like i think it's different The Zoom calls are different, a different vibe, of course, than connecting with people in real time. But I also feel like the Zoom call offers an opportunity if everybody is engaged for everyone, for for people to talk to everyone at once Mm -hmm. and for like someone to really have everyone's attention. I feel like oftentimes when you are at a family gathering you know, you break up into little gen- different different generational groups. So the kids are playing over here. Mm-hmm. You got teens doing stuff here. Young adults are over here. Grandma and them are over there, whatever. And I think that when you're all on a Zoom call and everyone is kind of engaging at once, you get to hear what the kids are doing and everyone is listening. You get to like have this kind of intergenerational experience where mm-hmm. everyone is kind of talking and sharing with each other. I think it helps because I, I know some of us have also been on Zoom calls where there's like moments of like awkward silence or whatever. Yeah. It helps helps Mm -hmm. if you are the person who is running the zoom call or hosting the zoom call it helps to have an idea of like you know some if you feel silence having some questions i happen to be that person usually Mm -hmm. so i don't generally have challenges on zoom calls but if you're not someone who can kind of lead a conversation and is comfortable checking in with everybody and that kind of thing it could be good to like you know, secure some conversation starters or whatever. But for me, doing another Zoom call with my family would be what I would do for mm-hmm. Kwanzaa yeah. to connect with people and reassess. And if you want to make it particularly Kwanzaa themed, it could be a good opportunity to talk to your family about what Kwanzaa is and yeah. have any of them celebrated Kwanzaa and what their thoughts are about Kwanzaa. So that I think is what I'm going to do. But I have found the Zoom calling to be really 
valuable to me at least especially i don't know if i would feel different you know if i were not living alone like maybe Mm -hmm. if i had other people in my home that required my attention maybe i would feel differently about zoom i'm i'm really not sure but i've always enjoyed them and everyone who's been on them have with me and my fam have seen seemed to Mm -hmm. um enjoy them and you can do other stuff like while you're on a zoom call i have family who was cooking their own holiday dinner or whatever while we were on like the family zoom or whatever so i think that i don't like it because i don't want to have the attention of everyone i just want to talk like you know i'm really Mm. i I compartmentalize things that's just how my brain works so like i don't want to be in a room and everyone is listening to me or like i'm paying attention to everyone i kind of like being able to engage when i want to engage with who i want to when i want to mm-hmm. and then fall back and i don't yeah i don't think that happens on zoom and i think a lot of my right. family is like that so that's probably why we kind of was like it's like oh all all of you kind of have that same vibe yeah right yes, right right we right, want right. to talk to you when we want to when we want mm-hmm. the attention when we want it or you know like that type of thing yeah so like to just for it to be open like that makes me uncomfortable. No, that's yeah. understandable. Mm-hmm. I know my dad hit me up one day. We were talking about something else, but mm-hmm. he was like, oh, so when's the last time you spoke to so-and-so? I'm like, we were all just on a Zoom call. <laughs> I don't need to now have individual conversations with, yeah. with all those motherfuckers. I, 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 my introversion is like, I really enjoy being alone or uh, being left alone, rather. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. I enjoy yeah. being left alone. And so if... I have designated that this is the time where I'm going to be socially drained. This is the time where I'm going to have this kind of social conversation. Mm -hmm. We're going to catch up. I'm going to ask questions and I'm asking people questions that I know the rest of the family would also like to know. Like if you're comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Talking about whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Um, And also being mindful, like to not put your family on blast with stuff. If something should be a private conversation, like maybe make it a private conversation. Mm -hmm. But this is the time that I'm dedicating to this thing. And then after this, I'm going about my life. I don't want to debrief about this shit today. I just mm-hmm. spoke to you. And usually because we're enjoying the call, they tend to run fairly long. So I know Zoom allows meetings if, you know, they allow group meetings for free for up to 40 minutes. And so once that runs out, you can just like su- suggestion if you want to keep it free is you can just send a new link yeah, and start it up on. again. Because my calls, they usually run. If you have never had a family Zoom call, my suggestion is that you give it give yourself at least two hours like make sure you have the time there so that you don't feel like yeah, you're my, being the rushed one, off the or one time i did with my family i cooked my whole dinner like i fried fish i made yeah the vegetable i cut the vegetables mm-hmm. cleaned them like i made a whole complete dinner and they were still talking and it was like okay yeah. i'm leaving because <laughs> <laughs> no i've had we've done long they're always long i'm just saying two like honestly two hours is for me is modest like i I made sure i gave myself two hours like i was i had something else i needed to do and Mm -hmm. i was like no it has to cut off at two hours but two hours i feel like is comfortable enough especially for black folks you're giving people space to show up late which is cool so Mm -hmm. you can whoever's supposed to be there on time you get on there you talk to whoever's there whatever that's cool you give people space to show up late you give people space to leave early and two hours 
is a respectful amount of time to where if you need to leave, you niggas have been on there for two hours. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you give the space at least, but that doesn't mean you have to do a whole two hours or that you have to get off before two hours. But I feel like it's a healthy amount of time because it's always going to be longer than you think it is. Yeah. You think, but you really, we've been living in isolation. So it's honestly, it's a lot to catch up on socially. We feel different. People are more vulnerable and probably talking about stuff and feelings that they maybe hadn't talked about before or whatever. So it's just, you know, gives you yourself a little bit of room and cushion and space. If you know someone, you know, we have Zoom because we do Tea with Queen and Jay yeah. or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. if you know that someone in your family has a paid Zoom and that you can just use it unlimited, my recommendation is that they be the person they to leave the, the call. Yeah. Right. They be the host. They set and it up or whatever. I know a lot of people who be using their work Zoom. Just do that. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Use your fucking work Zoom, yo. Work for zone. real. Definitely. They are. So... They definitely are. So that's my <laughs> suggestion for pivoting your Kwanzaa to this kind of global pandemic. Yeah. If you live in a home with family and relatives, I really do like the idea of reviewing the daily Kwanzaa principles, like whatever it is. Each day has its own principle. Each yep. day has its own like meaning. So it's really cool to kind of talk about what what that principle for the day means and what that means in relation to like what you all have going on as a family as individuals and shit like that so that when i was with my sister and nieces and nephews and shit like that that was a cool thing to Mm do daily or whatever but it's a lot of different ways to celebrate kwanzaa it doesn't have to be this designated thing one of my favorite kwanzaa books for people who have young children is lil rabbit's kwanzaa and that is by Donna L. Washington. And it's really not as much Kwanzaa heavy as it is like community heavy. So uh-huh. I buy it for every kid. Like I don't like whether they're black or not or whatever. I get everybody Little Rabbit's Kwanzaa. If you have a baby, that's what the fuck I'm bringing. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, so it's just, really you just. stay with that book on deck. How many do you have right now? I, <laughs> <laughs> she I don't think I have bulk. any right she now. She buys them in bulk. Yeah, buy them in bulk so that I have them when it's time to go to a baby shower. Because they don't, because it's a Kwanzaa book, it's not readily accessible. Like Barnes and Noble, they wouldn't just have it or whatever. I would go there and look for it and it would be like one in another fucking state. So I would just, I know that's the book that I like. That's what I like giving the kids. And so I would just order them and, you know, give them out. But I think I'm out right now. But um, yeah, I love it. It's about family. It's cute. It's Mm -hmm. animals. It's fucking adorable and i think they're really just kind of talking about like making the feast and you know that kind of thing so and 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 that's another reason like the story is translatable like it doesn't has nothing to do per se with race even though you know we love shit that has to do with race but just in terms of i just like that rabbit is black oh they're all black all these little tiny animals are black for sure (laughs) but i just love the story of it's like the fucking spirit of motherfucking Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Community, being together, and being cute. Okay? I love it. I love it. So, yeah. So, that's Little Rabbit's Kwanzaa. Donna L. Washington is the author, illustrated by Shane W. Evans. I fucking love that book. Yeah, yo. So, that's how we rocking with Kwanzaa this year mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Stay connected to people. Check out episode 187 if you want like a further breakdown of like the principles and our thoughts on those principles. And happy Kwanzaa to all of you, yo. There are ways to pivot and stay connected with family and loved ones and all that shit. And we know that you'll be able to do that this year. Yep, there is. Do you want to take a little break? Yeah, let's take a break. (laughs) 
Money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they? give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvskinandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. and we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes the current moment with covid19 disproportionately impacting marginalized communities and the need to ensure black lives matter is demanding a lot of everyone we need tools to help us understand the myriad of ways we experience race, gender, culture, social class, and sexuality, among other social identities. Particularly, we need to understand how these experiences affect our levels of distress and resilience in response to stress and trauma. Our sponsor, 635 Community Health Collective, strives to increase access to high-quality behavioral and physical health care, offering trauma-sensitive yoga to support individuals and groups in their healing journey. Trauma-sensitive yoga, or TS yoga, is a body-based modality designed to reduce and eliminate symptoms connected with stressful and traumatic experiences. TS yoga provides healing tools through simple stretching exercises and mindfulness breathing. You will learn techniques to help you breathe and move through feelings and sensations caused by stressful and traumatic memories. The goal of this practice is to help you tolerate bodily sensations, practice awareness, stay present, self-regulate using breathing and movement, experience your body as a safe place, and provide a foundation for you to begin to process your experiences using language. Join 635 Community Health Collective for some TS yoga and find new ways to deal with distress and become more resilient. Group and individual classes are available and 15% of proceeds are donated to Black women-owned businesses and organizations. To learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com. Again, to learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com. TS Yoga is not meant to be a substitute for a clinical diagnosis or a relationship with a licensed behavioral health professional. If you need to verbally process your experiences, please contact your health insurance company, local behavioral health department, or a licensed behavioral health professional. And we're black all the time. So like we mentioned, we're still living in a global fucking pandemic. Can it be over? I just want it to be over. That's Keisha Cole. She couldn't get to perform because someone wanted to be a pilgrim (laughs) and spread viruses. 
But uh, I yes. forgot. I forgot about that song. <laughs> it's going to be when they finally do this versus her and Ashanti, it's going to be a lot of songs we forgot was hers. Not me, because I've been oh. listening all week in preparation <laughs> for the verses to never fucking happen. That's funny. I hadn't. No, I hadn't reviewed the syllabus. I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't on it yet. I, you know, funny. I never review syllabuses, syllabi. Right. But I mm-hmm. reviewed this syllabi. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's important. You got to prioritize. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we're motherfucking black. Yes, we are. And we're doing our pay black women segment. Give me your fucking money. Our pay black women segment is a segment where we focus on black women owned businesses, initiatives, financial requests. You could be a black woman who needs a new fucking couch. You need lunch money. You need some fucking shit for your family Mm -hmm. or whatever. Whatever it is. Let us know, and we will highlight that shit here on our Pay Black Women segment on Tea with Queen and Jay motherfucking podcast. Mm -hmm. Also, we open this segment up to indigenous folks. So in solidarity with the indigenous community, if you are an indigenous woman, you are welcome to participate in our Pay Black Woman segment. If you are an indigenous woman run business initiative, if you just need some coin to hold you over until the next month, Hit us up. Let us know. We will feature you in our Pay Black Woman segment. So, yeah. During this segment, Mm -hmm. I also usually say that we know, of course, that women includes trans women, cis women, any kind of woman that you are, you are welcome to participate in our Pay Black Woman segment if you are a black woman, if you are an indigenous woman. Also, during this part, of the show we also say that we open this segment up to afab non-binary folks yeah and if you are an afab non-binary person we respect your pronouns we know that you are not a black woman but you are welcome to participate in our pay black women segment there's a reason why we do that mm-hmm. and we want to continue to make sure that we hold that space for those individuals yeah. somebody hit us up recently and said that they were uncomfortable with the way in which we use that language or call attention to afab non-binary folks the person who brought this to our attention was a white person yeah. so first of all i want to say that i appreciate that critique i think that when we're talking about gender and language and things like this it's really important that we stay in dialogue so yes. i mentioned that person is white not to discredit it i'm mentioning that person is white to say that i read and absorb this critique because we're talking about gender language even though this person is white and this segment has nothing to do with them yeah i and so i read it and absorbed it and listened because we're talking about gender language and we always experience all of us experience that shit yep. and so i want to make sure that i was being thoughtful about that and taking that into consideration the reason why i'm saying also that she was white is because i really would like to hear from black folks on how they are receiving the way that we use that language and the way that we open up this segment. I want to affirm, and I think that we try to affirm by opening this segment up to AFAB non-binary folks, we are, we try to affirm that we are not saying by any means that those people are Uh, black women or black women like in any way. That is not the point. It has just been our decision to include regardless of your gender presentation if you have ever existed in the world as somebody who has been oppressed because people have perceived you as a black woman we wanted to make sure that we were opening the space up to those people right Mm -hmm. so that is why we have used 
that language. We also, it's a, it's a lot of different reasons why we have done it the way that we have done it. Mm-hmm. And I want to open the floor to folks of the trans experience, black folks of the trans, ex- of trans experience, of any trans experience. You don't have to, I, I want to hear from you all. So mm-hmm. If you are comfortable with sharing how you feel about the way that we have been opening up the paid black woman segment in terms of the way that we use language of being inclusive of AFAB non-binary folks, if you are a black person of trans experience, if you are a black person who is non-binary, AFAB, AMAB, doesn't matter, any non-binary black person, if you have feedback for us, if you have feelings about the ways in which we have been navigating this segment, please let us know. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of reasons why we use the language that we use. And I want to make sure that in going forward, if we adjust the language, when we adjust the language, that it makes sense for what we do here. doing here. Yeah, exactly. For what we do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things that I could change it to, but it really would not mean what the fuck I mean when I'm saying what the fuck I say. Exactly. So it's important um, to me that I'm considering how you all feel. I do feel like there are intersections of race and gender that makes it so that I need to hear from um, black folks yeah. in this. I mm-hmm. need to hear how, how what I'm saying is landing when I say it to black to folks black and people. how they feel about that's it. That's what the segment is for. Right, right. If you are a black person who I know, who I have spoken before, but you are not a non-binary person or a person of trans experience, you could hit me up too. If I don't know you and you're not like trans of the trans I'm, experience I'm not, yeah, or non-binary, don't, don't, don't hit me up, don't please. I'm asking for a very specific thing. But if I also know you and you are not of that experience, but I fucking know you and you have thoughts about this that you have been meaning to share, but maybe you haven't felt comfortable then, please feel free to yeah, like hit but, me up. But yeah. So again, if you have listened to this podcast before and you've heard us talk about this pay black women segment and the ways in which we open up the segment, the same way we include indigenous folks, indigenous women, indigenous AFAB non-binary folks, we are not saying that those indigenous women are black is the same way that in, we're in not our understanding that we open this conversation, open up this segment to AFAB non-binary folks. And we are not by any means saying that they are a little bit like black women that's not what we're saying black Um, yeah yeah it has just been a way to be inclusive of people who are treated a certain way because of the way that they are perceived and here on this show we know that our focus is black women black femmes and people affected by misogynoir but again this segment has a very specific Specific focus right and and also every week, I think that, I don't know, it's just language is important when we're dealing with people's perception, image, identity, all of that shit. Like there are ways that I could explain what the fuck I mean that would, I don't want to put anyone's identity or comfort with the way that their identity is perceived, expressed, or whatever in jeopardy. So we say what the fuck we say and we leave it at that. Yeah. And again, if you have feelings about it or thoughts about it or ways in which you think that we could improve upon the language that we use, we do want to hear from Yeah, we want to know. We want to know. It's important. We want to know. Yeah. So hit us so hit us up. So yeah. let us know what you think. We do have a pay black woman feature for this week. Oh, again, you can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at Gmail. 
dot com and let us know how you feel. If you are a listener who has heard us open this segment before and you have thoughts about the way that we are inclusive or exclusive in this particular segment. So yep. let us know. Queen, can you tell us who this week's Pay Black Woman feature is? Um, So I'm just going to read what they sent to us. Let's just get to it. So, good afternoon, wonderful podcasters. I'm cleaning up my hotel room, listening to Marcia's Play podcast, and just wondering who can I reach out to? I thought of you. You two have a segment that helps boost black women and make their goals more attainable. I would love to request that from you. I have been unhoused since last December. I left my hometown in Kansas with a romantic partner because my family has been extremely manipulating and abusive and I needed to leave. Two weeks later, me and my partner were in Kansas City, Missouri, living in Airbnbs. One host we lived with for five months told us one evening out of the blue that she wanted all guests out by Friday, and now we are unhoused and struggling. Worse. We spent the entire summer sleeping in a car, and now we are staying in hotels. I worked three different jobs, and my partner's employment has been unstable. I want to survive this winter in my own healing space. I made a map out of what I need. $150 for a background check, a background check for an apartment. $1,400 for security deposit first and last month's rent. $750 for rent, $400 past due utilities bills to get squared away. My cash app is dollar sign, E-L-H-I-E-L-O, and my PayPal is Afrostack. I I like that. That's spelled A-F-R-O-S-T-A-Q. And I have a campaign site on Give Butter linked here. We have all the links for those things in the show notes, folks. I appreciate the ease of being able to email you and become personal about my situation. Thank you for the enlightening conversation and love always memory. So like I said, we have all the links to give memory some guap in our show notes. Thank you so much, memory, for trusting us with this. So we confirmed with memory and we confirmed and did our research that memory is in fact a black woman usually we'll just kind of check socials and stuff like that and so it was a little bit challenging based on the information she provided so if you find that you are going to donate and you're like wait a minute what's going on here this looks weird we did all that already we cross-checked memory is in fact a black woman these accounts are associated with her and her needs so please support memory any way that you can so when we talk about her rent she mentioned the rate of her rent being 750 and that's just really so you can understand what security for uh, like first a security deposit first and last month's rent in total would be 1400 so what we're trying to do is get her closer to her goals we know that these seem like large sums of money but if you are somebody who can help her for for instance pay 150 dollars for her background check and get yeah. an apartment if you mm-hmm. are somebody who can help her get her past due utilities um squared away with 400 dollars, that would be extremely helpful so any little bit helps but if you really we we put these dollar amounts and i often ask people to give us the specifics because you might be somebody who happened to have an extra $1,400 lying Mm -hmm. around that you were hoping to be able to donate, or maybe you were going to send to donate to some other philanthropic cause Mm -hmm. or whatever, when you can just spot this person person to help them, right? Give it directly to a person who is in need. So if you can support memory, it would be of great help. We would appreciate you. And it's important here that we're paying it forward. The holidays are also here now and we're living in a global pandemic so if you happen to be somebody who's fortunate enough to be in a really secure situation where you can help somebody else that would be fucking dope so that 
Yeah, please do so. So that is our pay black women segment. And again, like Queen said, we'll have all of memory's information in our show. No. Are you ready to get into some news? That's not news. Yep, I am. Let's do it. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Message. So our news that's not news segment is a segment where we highlight news stories, highlight issues that perhaps are not being covered by the mainstream media or they're not being covered in the ways that we think they should be covered here on Tea with Queen and J podcast as womanist race nerds. Or maybe it's a story that you fucking heard already and we want to make sure that we're highlighting it here because it's important to us. Queen, what is our news that's not news story this week? Missouri Bill seeks to shield drivers who hit protesters. So Senator... Rick Bratton, who is the senator of Missouri, is trying to propose a bill that would make it so that people who hit protesters with their cars are protected mm. and they're not <laughs> wow. charged or anything like that. So I'm going to get some specifics. So Stace. So sorry. So this is a Republican senator. So this is one of the m- many ways that these racists get into office and protect each yeah. other. Like you can another, I I just want to make it legal to hit protesters who are most likely and most often going to be black and brown people. So state Senator-elect Rick Breton, Republican, is sponsoring a bill that would bar lawsuits against drivers for injuries to a person who, in quotation, was blocking traffic in a public right of way while participating in a protest or demonstration, end quote. Unless the driver's actions, quote unquote, constitutes gross negligence. So when I first read that, it was pretty obvious with that. It was pretty obvious, like what that means. But then I wanted to go further into like, what the fuck does gross gross negligence actually mean, like in a legal standpoint? Because mm-hmm. we hear that a lot. But like, what does that actually mean in accordance to the law? Gross negligence is the extreme indifference to or reckless disregard for the safety of others. Gross negligence is more than simple carelessness or failure to act. It is a willful behavior done with extreme disregard for the health and safety of others. It is conduct likely to cause foreseeable harm, which I think is pretty clear that if you are at a protest and you like this is trying to make it subjective. (laughs) And it's pretty clear that if you're in your car while protesters are around you and you drive your car into them. Mm-hmm. that's not a subjective thing anymore like it's pretty cut and dry right the language though that they they use for protesters the language that conservatives or fucking quote-unquote anti-protest people or quote-unquote anti-black lives matter motherfuckers or whatever the fuck the language that they use to describe protesters is often dehumanizing and this seems like further along that vein oh yeah it is dehumanizing yeah. i read more these about people. so like this is just the beginning like you said protesters aren't people most of the time protesters are the language used to describe them are writers and they use this language in the bill like we're trying to deter riots mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. actual protests most protests in this country are right. peaceful most protests in this country mm-hmm. that do become violent or become what we what we see as uprisings it's incited by the police it's not something that the people go out and they're just like let's burn the shit down as much as we say we want to burn the shit down we don't actually leave our houses and burn the shit down that's Mm -hmm. not what generally happens when it comes to that branton's bill is a wide-ranging proposal that targets demonstrate 
demonstrations in numerous other ways. It will also yank benefits from public employees convicted of unlawful assembly or rioting without state funds from local government who cut police budgets too much and impose a prison term of five to 15 years for vandalizing a monument or public property. So they're like ramping up the amount of time in prison that you can do if you just happen to spray paint a building Mm -hmm. or knock down a monument, stuff that is not even like violent crimes as far as hurting other people. You can do up to five to 15 years. That's Mm -hmm. what the bill is pushing for. A bill means that this is what they're asking for. It doesn't mean that it's the law, but five to 15 years for damaging property, not harming a person, not being a fucking violent exactly to, to people, people but for vandalizing a monument or pub, public on property public property so this is this and is then physical tangible just, just stuff, stuff not just people. stuff and mm-hmm. then if you are a public employee so you you know i'm thinking of black people we like having a city job you know that's like a thing for us facts if you mm-hmm. are a person who is a public employee and you have a city job, you can lose your benefits if it is found that you have unlawfully participated in any of these unlawful assemblances and writing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can lose all of your business, all of your benefits right. as a worker. And a protest, that's whack. And a protest is often an unlawful assembly. That's what that's makes, what it, makes it a protest. Because you're disrupting. Exactly. You're disrupting. That is the purpose right. of a protest. Um, he's mm-hmm. sponsoring a bill to deny unemployment payments for 18 months to anyone convicted of writing. So you're definitely targeting a specific population of people. If you're a rich protester, who cares if you lose 18 months of unemployment? So it's just like very targeted. You know who they're talking to. You know who they want to criminalize. Mm -hmm. You know who they want to, I guess I'll get specific on what kind of benefits. So that's health benefits, disability, retirement, and other benefits that you give if you are working on the state or local government Mm -hmm. level. You can lose all of that. And so it ends up, it ends up being a ne- another black tax. Yes, It ends basically. up being another so means yes. of taxing. So we're already, the black tax is already like existing and trying to function. But now it's like, okay, you can't protest. You can't say anything because you're at risk of, of losing. losing everything You could lose now. your hope. Just by being you lose your there. Pension. Just by being there, you could lose yeah. everything. And... And think about it. City yeah, workers it just are feeds into what they are want. teachers are. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. like a, a postal worker or like a. You know, like there's right. different teachers or city or state work. Like if you think about it in that way, mm-hmm. you could lose your whole fucking pension because you decided that you wanted to stand up and march for Black Lives, and right. the government has decided you have broken the law, and now you lose everything. Mm-hmm. So he likes to say that this isn't a bill to deter protesting protesting is american this is a bill to deter rioting and mm. mo as we know you and i have been in the streets as protesters as well that mm. most protests are very peaceful until the police right. incite violence so the police can use this as a way to fuck with people let's incite that, violence so now all these people don't have right. shit. the language that they're using here about like unlawfully protesting unlawfully assembling that language is very different than saying if you throw a garbage can through a cvs window you could do it's jail very time. not saying yeah. that not saying that that is also 
uh, okay yeah. and should be mm-hmm. punishable at the same level. But that language of uh, protest, unlawfully lawful assembly versus you doing something to uh, since they want to protect property allegedly since they want to deter riots quote-unquote right that's very very different thing and it's like a lots of levels to how they could have used this language but yeah no he's trying to pretend it's one thing and it's not and really instead of addressing the issues that lead people to protest really just kind of want to make how can we make protesting benefit us right so either way if you don't protest then we get to hold you in this state of constant oppression whatever oppression you're living Mm -hmm. in whatever white supremacy whatever black person was killed at the hands of police that's okay because maybe you won't protest out of fear for losing everything Mm -hmm. or if you don't protest then we get to take everything you had right we get to continue to maintain this um surplus population of people who are on the bottom because capitalism requires that we have a population of people who are on the bottom who are, are are scraping and working for nothing and for scraps in order to survive and so either way with this law the white majority benefits government benefits with this potential with this bill right the white majority if it's passed the white majority benefits the government benefits yeah, they, this they benefit is, either way they benefit either yeah way. this is the goal how do we make this proper and then the language like the language is way too broad is way too subjective and of course, there's no way that you could remove bias for how you go about how what is unlawful, what is lawful, what is criminalized, what is not, what is mm-hmm. gross negligence, what is not. You know, there's too much mm-hmm. room for bias in that. That you you like this. It's just too much room for that and, and that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that they are adding, um, State Rep. Sarah Walsh, who is also a re- a Republican. Um, senator in the state of Mm -hmm. missouri she wants to introduce a bill making it a misdemeanor punishable for up to one year in jail for directing the light from a laser pointer at a police officer firefighter emergency medical worker or other uniform officers and the reason they want to do that Mm -hmm. is that because a lot of these protesters have learned from the protesters that were the protests that were happening in hong kong that the lasers help to disrupt facial recognition devices and stuff like mm. that. So a lot of protesters, I don't I don't think a lot, some protesters in Missouri have learned that information passed on from Hong Kong and were using that so that they wouldn't be, um, they disrupt cameras, you know, shit like that. So you can mm-hmm. not be, someone don't come roll up on you later, which we know that they do. Yeah. There's Ferguson protesters now in 2020 who are still being found dead. You know what I'm saying? So they want yeah. to make it so that that is a crime as well. This one makes me a little uncomfortable. I, I can't like a little bit because I I don't know what color these laser pointers are. But like if you are a person in uniform and like like there are laser pointers that have guns on the other ends of yeah. them. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's that this one is tricky. This one is tricky mm-hmm. for me. Don't fucking point a fucking no, no, no. laser. At me. I, like, I, I get that. I don't think that's something you go yeah. to jail for a year for though, at the same time. Cause there's a law like that in New York like that. You can't just you can't do that in New York. You can't just point a laser right. pointer or whatever. But if we're like I won't I don't want laser pointers being shot anyway. But it's 
if yeah. Laser's pointers were a problem, I feel like that should have just been a law. Like that's just a law in New York. I feel like they're just finding mm. trying to find any way to deter the tactics and 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 things right. that protesters have been using and have been successful mm. with their use for, and they're trying to criminalize all of that shit. So I'm not for laser yeah. pointers being used either, but you knew that the intent of them using laser pointers was so that you couldn't recognize them so that you could roll up on motherfuckers later yeah. and you're trying to create legislating, le- legislation so it makes it harder for protesters. I think the intent is a problem. I don't think that... Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody doing laser whatever either, but like... Sure. Lasers, things was here before. Like, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that this is happening all at the same time. I really, yeah, I don't like the laser pointing shit like that. Like, a year in jail for me possibly thinking that you are, maybe there's a gun on the other end of this fucking laser. I don't know. That's But that's, that's the, that's the, I feel. Do not fucking point a laser at me, Don't point a laser me, at me, like, but I feel yeah. as, as a person who was in, that's very, like, as a person who was in law enforcement, right? You're still alive if someone points a laser point at you. People are for, people are protesting because people are dying because you have decided that unarmed people don't deserve to live. So you like to me beefing with me about a laser pointer when I know that I could be murdered with nothing. It's yeah, like that's not sure. even equal. That's not equal. Right. Me and you and our personal grievances right. about laser pointers is completely different. It's not an equal mm-hmm. thing. It's not an equal playing field to be like. Cause mm-hmm. y'all kill motherfuckers all the time with with nothing. I, hear you. I don't need a laser pointer yeah. for you to fucking shoot me and kill me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel that that's like mm-hmm. not the same. But I don't want that shit pointed at me either. So there's no like huge solution because this is a bill; it's not yet a law. But I do want. Actually, there is a solution. The solution is that we need to make sure that we pay attention to who we vote for on the state level. So the way that this mm. bill becomes a law, that it does go through a lot of channels within the Missouri government, but the final say mm-hmm. is for the governor. The governor is the one who's like, yup, or nah. And if that governor mm-hmm. aligns with what everything these other Republican senators are saying, this shit it will become a law. So that's yeah. why it's important for you to vote for people who align more with you. So if it's someone who does believe that protest are peaceful and understands that police incite violence and this and this and that and it grows into that thing, it's less likely that a bill like this would be passed. So that's why it is really important mm-hmm. for you to really vote to interests that is close to your liberation. It's never This system is not going to free you, but you could at least vote a little yeah. closer to it so that you can still protest. <laughs> Like you literally right. can. Right, that matters. That matters. Yeah, if you you like, it matters who your enemy ma- is. That's what I've been saying. And it your also matters, matters because I want to burn this shit down too. But we're still just saying that we like. <laughs> we're not right. actually. None of us have done it, and we keep saying this shit. And mm-hmm. we need to be realistic about where the fuck we are right now. And if right now the power you have is to vote for a governor who could who can see a protester as a person and not just some yeah. fucking rabbit beast that's important so mm. like just make sure you're mm. voting on the state level make sure you're voting for people who are because this could become a law if this governor is like yeah you know what i agree and signs that shit mm. now what does protesting look like in missouri which has right. been a huge protesting hub in the in the states since um mike brown was murdered you know so that's what's happening in missouri but i use this story to also Remind y'all that these state level elections fucking matter. They matter. matter. So yeah. 
I don't know what next election season, who's up for what, because it's all different for different states. Mm-hmm. But pay attention to that shit. It's important because yeah, this could definitely become a law. They are making legislation to make it way to criminalize even more your ability to protest. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. that's the news. That's not news. Mm. Wow. Well, fuck all of that. Thank you for <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Appreciate that story. Mm-hmm. Are you angry enough to throw Always. somebody in the motherfucking pit? Always. I'm angry all this right. week. Let's get yeah. into the pit. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit. The pit. The Pit is a segment where we throw any and everything that tries to fuck with our black joy that goes in the pit because we be like, you know, Janicea needs this shit inserted in her veins. She needs her black I do. joy. Okay? I need my black so, joy. So, fucking with that, we throwing you in the pit. So, who we throwing in the pit this week? I kind of want to throw a certain group of men in the pit. Tell me more. And maybe it's, maybe it's circumstantial, but... A lot of people have been using Clubhouse. For anybody who doesn't know, Clubhouse is a new audio app. Um, It's similar to Twitter in the sense that you can befriend strangers and shit like that or whatever. I mean, you can kind of do that on any social media app. Yeah, no, you're right. But it is strictly audio. It kind of allows for conference calling. So like each conference calling with strangers so you there are rooms you can start a it's room like a chat start room. a conversation for example like, like a chat, chat room, room there you go so me and queen yes so me and queen can start a conversation on clubhouse in this open room and anyone who follows us now they've changed it so we, you have to like follow us or uh-huh. somebody who f- you follow is in the room or whatever anyone can join in the room and us if we are moderators we can invite people to the stage to talk with us yeah. or whatever and as many people can listen as the app allow. will allow. I think now maybe they have some private rooms if yeah, you, you want to keep a the conversation yeah. private and things like mm-hmm. that, right? But it was a big deal earlier on when it first got started, I want to say back in the summer, mm-hmm. maybe early yeah, summer. I think so. And it was a big deal because there were a lot of celebrities on there and you had to be invited. You still kind of have to be invited, but it's opening up, it's yeah, loosening it up. Similar. As more people are on the yeah. app, more people get invites to send to people or and whatever. And it's only invite um, only because it's in beta form. It's not like invite because like, ooh... Like, it's because it's in beta. Yeah, but that's a part of what a lot of beta stuff be. It'd be like, ooh, so they invite, they did invite celebrity users. They did invite influencers. It's certain people who they selected to try out this thing. So there is still an element of elitism, an element of um, specialness to it. I think so. I think people make it that because beta is like, if they just open it up to the public, the app will crash. Like, you have to kind of... Right, I know what beta like, means, but you can still choose... They're still choosing specific people. They're still choosing a specific uh-huh. population. They still want it to be attractive to influencers and certain kinds of people. And I think that a part of the draw initially is that these celebrities are on there, have been invited on there, and you can have a conversation with whatever celebrity is down to have an open room at that Mm -hmm. time you know what i'm saying or be listening to these really intimate conversations with celebrities or investors or whatever the fuck you know what i mean right so more people are on clubhouse now clubhouse exists and the energy is different as with every app every app i think has its own energy Mm -hmm. and i think because a lot of us 
Because so much of this is audio and we're listening to audio conversations from people who we would not necessarily typically listen to, right? So for those of you listening to this podcast right now, you chose to listen to us. There's a description of who we are and what we're about. So you opted in. The difference on Clubhouse, for example, is in your feed of what's happening, you might see a list of four different conversations with people, some of who you've heard of and some who you've never heard of. And you can click on there and there's no guarantee that if you're not familiar with the brand of the people in the room, there's no guarantee of what the energy or the vibe of that room will Mm -hmm. be. It's just a different kind of um, thing. My issue with Clubhouse right now is the way that men are engaging on Clubhouse. And it's not really an issue unique to Clubhouse. I think that because of the amount of time that a lot of the other apps have existed. If you are somebody who is conscious of the way that you curate whatever social media platform Mm -hmm, you're on, you'll see who you want to see and who you don't want to see. And because Clubhouse is so new and many of us are... Um, figuring it out even if you've been on there even if you've been on there since summer that shit is still new right so we're still curating who it is we follow who what we see and making sure we we learning the algorithms to see who we see and how we're going to see it and shit like that and i feel like i i have i i use it in a very limited way because i am an introvert i'm a loud introvert but i'm also an empath and so the way in which I can actually hear niggas talking. Yeah, I don't like that. It really, yeah, I don't like it. it hits my emp- like it. my my empath shit, my introverted shit in a different way than, than when I'm on Facebook or I'm on Twitter and I can choose to read something or not read something or exactly. whatever. If I go in a room and, and it's there, there's choice on Clubhouse as well, right? So there's certain rooms where I see who's in there and I already know. I'm not going yeah. in there. I don't want to hear what those yeah. people are saying. Like, this is not the I'm group not going in there. whose yeah. ideas I want to mm-hmm. hear on this particular topic, right? So learning that. But also there's a period of, because this this kind of technology is new and because it's unlike anything, right? So it's not radio where you know if you turn on a radio show, you pretty much, you know who's going to be there or who might show up or it's a controlled environment. Yeah. There's going to be a commercial. There's a time limit, podcasts also have time yep. limits you know what personality is there you can't just invite a random listener to the stage like it's very different mm-hmm. vibes and so i think that there's this learning period when you get on any new social media app where you're like i don't really know how this is going to affect me and i think for me that first like maybe three weeks i was like oh okay this is not for my kind of person like this doesn't this doesn't feel like i feel drained after some of these and so i'm just gonna have to like just just engage with this in a very careful way but um men on clubhouse i feel like for anyone for everyone right so not men right now but for everyone there are people who I follow on Twitter who when I hear them, when I listen to them speak on Clubhouse, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't. <laughs> this is, I'm not into this. Mm-hmm. And maybe I follow you on Twitter because you write funny things. But the things you say, I do not want to mm-hmm. hear them. I don't. I don't want to hear them. Men on Clubhouse, the way that they take up space, the way that they they cut people and... um women in particular off the way that they are waiting for someone to finish 
speaking, not listening, right? They're not listening. They're waiting for somebody to finish so that they can speak mm-hmm. the way that even men who brand themselves as woke, it's a whole nigga on there who brands himself as woke and is constantly sucking the energy and life room. out of yep. rooms. Constantly, constantly, constantly bulldozing women-led conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and because he talks good, because he talk good, people- And he knows the language. Fuck with it and file, and he speaks right, uses the, the buzzwords and shit like that. It's very fucking bizarre. So that has been really weird. And the amount of labor that I have watched women engage in to educate these niggas who don't care don't want to learn it's like again it's like read the room i think that there can be rooms that are managed well with people who are actually interested in learning Mm -hmm. things and interested in like dialogue and healthy communication and then sometimes you're in a room it's like why are you asking this kind of person to understand this kind kind of thing thing and dedicating this 30 minutes worth of labor and explaining to this person who's already made it clear that they don't care to understand what the fuck Mm -hmm. it is that you're saying and so yeah it's just been really disappointing not surprising but disappointing to see the ways in which a lot of men are engaging on the app and also like i said it's still early in the game and so we'll all get better at curating what we see on that app for those of us who use it or choose to use it or continue to use it i think also it's only iphone now so Mm -hmm. there's that layer that it's not open up you know to everyone yet or whatever but the other piece of this is that it's a lot of men that I'm seeing on there because I, I really feel, and again, I'm sure this has to do with the way that I curate my other social media spaces, but it is wild, cis, het, heavy, intense. It like, it's just not it very, is. whenever I see someone who I know from like somebody who I'm following from my, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or whatever, who is not cis head straight you know like or whatever i'm sure to follow them because i want to make sure i'm diversifying my follower whoever i'm following so that i can see more diverse conversations because this shit is mad heavy-handed with the straight shit it is really like enough already and i think that's a part of why i'm seeing so many either men-led conversations or men intruded in in fucking just showing up and disrupting conversations and shit because of how fucking cishet straight heavy the app is right now. Yeah, I think it's honestly it reminds me of Twitter back in the day, like oh nine Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like and I remember right. when you were talking to me about the app and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Something just don't feel right. I didn't know what it was. So I, I just mm-hmm. knew I was resistant. But I am also resistant to stuff all the time anyway. Yeah. But when I finally did get on it was kind of that like this is like twitter before mm-hmm. when it was like lawless and men were just all up in the space kicking the door waving the four four saying whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they wanted to say in ways that were to my detriment right so i have been hugely turned off i've generally only gone mm-hmm. in rooms that i see what women speakers if I've gone in a room where there was men, it was because I was being mixy. <laughs> Same. But Same. I have only gone in rooms where I see women speaking because cis mm-hmm. men are not safe. You have never been safe for me. I ne- y'all ne- that's not something you ever provide. Even when you think that you mm-hmm. are a safe motherfucker, you have been a violent motherfucker. And right. I... 
It's different when you can hear a voice. Ooh, it's so much different and so much more fucking violent. Yeah, it's, it's when you can hear a voice. And then because I'm not Clubhouse savvy with mm. Twitter, because I've had that for years. I have muted people. Mm. I have blocked people. I have yeah. men blocked that I've never even followed. But I just need your shit to not mm-hmm. ever come into my ethos. And that's not something mm-hmm. that I have figured out how to do. Like you said, curate my timeline in a way where it's not right. harmful for right. me. Mm-hmm. But that shit, it's just always them. It's just, <laughs> just always them. Mm-hmm. And then even the ones who feel they safe, they take up so much space. So much So much space. space. And there are, a lot of people are using Clubhouse as a way to come up. Because remember mm-hmm. in the beginning of Twitter's Twitter was like, wow, this new right. space where you could come up and now you're mm-hmm. writing for this place and now you're starting this movie and now you're mm-hmm. directing mm-hmm. this and whatever, whatever. And I think that people are bringing that energy of like, this is this new app where sure. I can be mm-hmm. the, I could be the blue check of this app. <laughs> Right, right. And it's possible. And not, that you know. energy, I don't like that energy though. That energy makes me mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. Because there's no genuineness in it. I don't know. I don't I don't really like mm-hmm. that networking. Let me I don't it that right. toxic. Yeah, networking. I don't like that. And I see a lot of that on the app too. And I see a lot of that mm-hmm. from the cis black men who are trying to kind of like uh, it's totally fine for you to make your space and carve your way, but if it's to the detriment of other people, that shit is Yeah, it's often at the expense of somebody it's just else. Like, like nah. Like it was one clubhouse mm-hmm. room I was in. And there was a whole fucking panel of like black women scientists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scientists. Black women. Smart scientists. Like this is what they mm-hmm. do. This is scientists talking about genetics and genes mm-hmm. and shit like that or whatever. And so many like cis men were like inserting themselves with inf- like in certain information and did you know this and did you know that random and random ass random ass non science ass Randoms. motherfuckers mm-hmm. just cutting these women off who are fucking th- first of all this is their room mm-hmm. and they're the fucking scientists <laughs> mm-hmm. and it irked me so much yeah. that I had to jump in and be like um excuse me <laughs> who's the scientist I knew who the scientists were because I actually knew mm-hmm. the scientists um I knew one of the scientists right. blah, blah, blah but it was like excuse me um I'm just unclear on who's the scientist exactly who's the regular ass nigga <laughs> i need some clarity <laughs> right, so that's the and right. that's like that's one of the actually that's actually one of the first times that i've even been in a clubhouse room when i spoke out loud but it was just mm-hmm. infuriating the amount of yeah. like well this and and this and that and then one of the non-science science ass men was like oh well my friend is a biochemist we could you should bring him up to the panel oh my God. is black women scientists talking about genetics with mm-hmm. the black experience attached to it. Right. And you were like, let me get my friend who's a bi... Like, you... I just... So, so not Not weird. It's, it's, it's deliberate. And it's rude. And no, no, no. Don't... It's absolutely deliberate. But also these niggas are weird. As a collective, oh, men are yes, fucking weird. Are. It's so fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. 
It's so weird. And hearing it out loud, it's like, do you niggas hear yourselves? And men, they just co-sign it. And a lot of women, we're just so used to it or don't really see how this is unnecessary labor. Or a lot of us don't under- understand the concept of people taking up space and what that means and how violent it is. You like know what I'm saying? Do- we just kind of, we just feel the after effects of it. We experience the abuse, exactly. but a lot of us can't put our finger on it or name it. And it's fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. A lot of the it's blind ridiculous. confidence too that, that cis men have right. is just like, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You don't know mm-hmm. what they're talking about. Yeah. You could just sit. That, yeah. That's the thing too with the app. So if you don't, if you've never been on the app, you have the people who are the host and then you could call mm-hmm. up people to the stage and there's a limited number of people. You don't have to, the way you get called up to the stage is that they, they request you or you raise your hand. You could not raise your hand. You could be in a conversation mm-hmm. and just listen the whole time. You do not have to right. talk. So these men could not mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. They could yep. not raise their hand. Mm-hmm. But y'all motherfuckers have to be in the center of everything that you will raise your mm-hmm. hand in a conversation that you have no information for about. You can't contribute mm-hmm. anything like nothing. Yep. They will. They will show up after not having been in the room. <laughs> yeah, you haven't even been I'll, here. And as I might, soon as you I might come have in, missed you raise this. Your I hand. might have missed this, but maybe you should sit down. Like maybe give it. Maybe give it five or ten minutes <laughs> and catch and the catch vibe the before you ask a fucking question. It's another one. This person just gets on my nerves. But they will legit because also they're a fucking fraud. They will legit show up into uh-huh. a room. Show up, and I know they wasn't in there because I've been in mm-hmm. there, and the room was big enough. It wasn't big enough for me not to. And I'm also a lurker and a yeah. person. Mm-hmm. I know you wasn't in here. I've been looking at the crowd, nigga. You wasn't in here. Show up. Wow, this was a really <laughs> great conversation. This was a really great conversation. Like just because they want to say something, they want to get up on stage, they want to get followers. They show up. They they sell themselves. They're fucking snake oil salesmen. They say yeah. a few lines of things that black people like mm-hmm. to hear. They say a few lines that make them sound knowledgeable on whatever the subject of the day is. It could be sandwiches or it could be biochemistry. Like you said, it could be anything. Yeah. They're an expert in it all. They're a fucking snake oil salesman. Beware of motherfuckers. Now I'm thinking of all the people who I'm going to murder. <laughs> Beware of motherfuckers who that's you what, that's talk to them and they're a fucking expert in every fucking thing. They are a fucking snake oil salesman. They will fucking sell you anything. They don't give a shit. They just want to be involved. They're selling nothing. They've got nothing. They have nothing to offer. And sometimes a lot of these people actually do have something to somewhere offer something else. they're really good at somewhere right else. but somewhere else in some other <laughs> in some other field that they could really just offer you that but they're so thirsty to be seen it's as valuable audacity. and important that they is the it's fucking the audacity. audacity that they sell themselves as an expert in yes. everything but yeah this person i definitely want to kill if given the <laughs> opportunity but yeah he will show up having not been there at all and and come on stage and be like yeah this was this was a really great conversation and and just drop something based on like what the title of the episode is and you know he heard one sentence so he thinks he knows the vibe it's the worst it's the worst but yeah this wasn't so my pit is specifically on the way that a lot of men navigate the app it's not a pit for like a i hate clubhouse there are um there are things about Clubhouse that I do like. I just can't be on there all the time. Like there, there are ways in which right now I have to navigate it in order to keep myself yep. safe. You know, so men, they they ruin everything, they, yo. They really do. 
They fucking they ruin really everything. Fucking so. do. I saw a room. I wasn't in it, but I saw a screenshot of a room, and it, and mm-hmm. it, the title of the room was "Are Black Women Who Marry White Men Bed Winches." I'm like, why is this? What is this? Right. And it was like right. a famous black person in there. Like, what mm-hmm. is? Why are you monitoring so that's, this? And that's the kind of right. And that's the kind of room for me. It's like, why would I go in there? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even if I'm going in there to yell at people, yeah, but then, I have seen this a is already this is ridiculous. Even, but like, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. Why would I go in there? But that's those are one of, those are some of the ways that you have to yes. really be careful about what you take yep. in because there there are going to be a lot of clickbait rooms, a lot of clickbait headings. Um, so Tony Baker did a room yesterday and the title was women be tripping <laughs> and it was a clickbait that one to me that was like an innocent mm-hmm. clickbait thing I thought it was funny because I wanted to see what he was doing and they was talking about something totally different he was like yeah I just wanted to click, <laughs> clickbait y'all and, and Tony Baker's really a comedian like, so it like that man. right he's a comedian that, yeah. so there's context yeah. for that in general like any social media app it can be used for evil people can be abused people can be exposed yeah. to abuse and we've seen that recently uh, for anybody who's heard about some of the conversations that um, Kevin Hart was having on mm-hmm. there and the interactions and the ways in which that room engaged with men with engaged with women who were challenging them yeah. in the space mm-hmm. so some of that was weird and toxic there are, are also again with any app people who we know to be problems to the community fucking alleged serial rapist russell simmons was on the app early on he was allow- allowed yeah. to be on there and a lot of people were upset yep. by that I remember um that. alleged shooter and liar tory lanes it was on the app or whatever he was just in a room the other night with a bunch of he was men yeah, rappers just, just chilling just being there like he ain't shoot making a stallion right. like you know but then that's what any social talk, media app have an opinion they let him speak they let him speak yeah and so that's what any social media app like yeah, it's it it's allowed there are going to be abusers in the space so that exists but i really just wanted to throw men in the pit because i really want y'all to take a look at yourselves and how you move in spaces around women are you cutting people off are you are you the most violent thing i think and this is the most overt and obvious is that when a woman speaks an opinion that you don't want to hear if you are a man moderating the space like i've seen women be moved back to the audience yeah yeah and i haven't seen that often because i often avoid those rooms but that's one of those things that has it's been talked about as something that happens regularly um i don't don't even remember because it's just (laughs) it's just a thing they said that it happened in the kevin hart room but it's just a thing Mm -hmm. that happens regularly when men are leading the space and women present a challenging Mm -hmm. opinion like that has happened when they've just been moved off the stage but that's one of the more overt things i think some of the covert things like just waiting for a woman to finish speaking instead of it's a conversation right instead of allowing people to then comment on what she said it's just like oh well she was never speaking i'm just gonna gonna i'm just gonna start talking now yeah Yeah, it's really really weird or the menace who i want to murder who's on there who thinks that we're friends he'll show up in a room and the women have been talking about this one thing and now because this nigga is a fucking energy suck it's the whole conversation is about whatever he's decided it's about it's really ridiculous but yeah i I would in this new space as we try and dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism if you are on clubhouse if you're about to get on clubhouse if you are a man person it would be it's important that we consider the ways in which we are 
um, in community with yeah. one another? Mm-hmm. And like, are you taking up too much space? Are you listening when women speak, even when they say something that you don't agree with? And how do you conduct yourself after yep. that? You know? But so, yeah, so they go in a pit. That's my pit. This they go in like, a fucking pit. Y'all just annoying. Like, y'all just annoying. And mm-hmm. it's not me and Jay. I just want to make clear. We know it's not the app. It is a symptom of right. patriarchy, misogynoir. Like, we mm-hmm. know what that is. But we are going to say that you motherfuckers need to get it together. Especially the ones who think mm-hmm. they are allies to black women. Right. Y'all are doing this shit, too. Mm-hmm. You are not. Yeah free of that y'all are doing this shit too okay mm-hmm. and if we hated the app we would just say we hated the app i, I mean, hate that you guys know that but. <laughs> but i also say i hate everything so but does that mean anything right right but this pit this pit was about men on the app but yeah that's funny that's funny <laughs> That is funny. Well, we did a motherfucking show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have one more episode after this, and then we'll see you niggas next next year. year. So be sure to check us out next week. We posted last week's episode a bit late, so it's possible that you didn't listen to last week's episode and you don't know it. So definitely Mm -hmm. check back. We did a great episode on um, the branding of Dave Chappelle Mm -hmm. and a bunch of language that we use as black people how we identified ourselves talked to little people have been asking us about ados for a really long time we talked about that we talked about um this language of foundational black americans so if you haven't checked out our last episode that's episode 274 please go back and listen to that it's a great episode and if you want to love on us for the holidays as always our amazon wishlist links are in the show notes be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at TVQJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. Follow us there. Send us email at TVQJ at gmail.com. Visit our website, TVQJ.com. And there's where you can do lots of fun things, including donating to this podcast. Yeah. You know, we like the Skrilla. And um, follow us on our personal social medias. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. At the Queen Speaks underscore, and who are you, friend? I am on Instagram. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Genesia F. And I'm grown now, so I'm not gonna say that the F She's stands a for savings. Woman. So it's just at Genesia F. She That's right. So yeah, so follow me there or hit me up there if you have something that you want to say, and maybe I'll respond to it. I'm pretty responsive. What else did I want to say? Hashtag Kwanzaa not Karenga. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ow. Right. We going. What a money reside. What a money reside. What a money reside. What a money reside. Okay, let me tell y'all something. I'm doing something real big this month. Any deal that y'all got and they beating us, I'm going to be about $400. Just give me your bin and the paper because I'm ass. What the word? What a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside, what a money reside. Okay, I told y'all before, y'all know what I do. I give all these good deals and everything else. Y'all better ask about me because I do all that all at the time. And that's on who? Man had a little lamb. Okay, okay, okay.